You are listening to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. This is our midweek, a quiet life podcast that focuses on living a quiet life, mind your own affairs, work with your hands, and be dependent upon nobody. For more information, visit us at thepursuitofmanliness.com. You might have noticed from time to time there's some background noise uh, in all my videos, but particularly the Quiet Life videos. And we're talking about 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 11 and 12. That's the premise. That's the hook of this Quiet Life conversation. What I found within the pursuit of manliness, within my own life, but as God has built this community of men, there's a lot of men who desire to live a quiet life, You know, mind your own affairs, work with your hands, uh, be dependent upon nobody. Just that idea. Guys that aren't looking to be the center of attention, not trying to you know draw all men to themselves, but just want to just want to work hard, want to take care of the things God has given them. So that's been a conversation we've been having the last couple months on Wednesdays. Let's live, aspire to, encourage one another to uh, pursue this quiet life. In particular, last week uh, during the video, uh, there was a motorcycle that went by. And some of you guys talked about it. As a matter of fact, I talked to my wife about it. I said, you know, the irony of shooting a video like that um, and having that noise go by um, is is very timely. And I say that because most men, not all, but most men that I know do not live on a 100-acre farm. Most men I know live amongst people. Right? Like we're called to be amongst people. So, how do we live this quiet life amongst people? I mean, I've said it time and time again. I know lots of men who've said it, lots of couples who have said it. You know, well, I would just like to have just a little bit of land, you know, out away from people, you know, and, you know, just a little place. I can, you know, shoot guns. I can grow a garden. I can, I think we all deep in our heart long for that kind of agrarian lifestyle that we read about in past generations but most people not all but most people don't have that so how do you live a quiet life in the midst of that i live in a town i live in indianapolis there's not 15 million people here i do know that but there's a lot there's a lot of noise there's traffic there's constantly something happening here sump pumps police cars uh, airplanes, geese, whatever, basketballs, people walking by. There'll be people walking by while I do stuff like this, and they'll kind of watch or observe. Dogs running around. Um, I don't want to give the impression that I'm some kind of sage sitting in a camping chair in my garage just spouting off the uh, deep wells of wisdom of life. No, I'm, I'm just a regular guy pursuing Jesus aspiring to live a quiet life, taking care of my wife and kids. That's it. I think back on the year 2020. I don't think any of us will ever forget it. And while we were all kind of shut down, flattening the curve, um, you don't got to tell me twice to stay home. Uh, You don't have to tell me twice to shelter in place. I was all for that. But the more we sheltered in place, the more we canceled things, the more we, you know, shut everything down, kept our distance. Seemingly, the louder everyone became. 
There was constantly something to be upset about, constantly something to weigh in on, constantly something to give our two cents on. And I just really resolved, you know what? I'm not going to live like that anymore. I'm going to do some things different. That was already kind of in my wheelhouse to do some things different, but I thought, no more. Galatians 1.10, am I trying to please man or am I trying to please God? I believe that if you try to please God, you're going to win people to Jesus. Not everybody. You're going to tick some people off. Uh, you might tick a lot of people off, but I just believe if you aspire to please God first and you say, I'm going to do what I believe he's called me to do, I do believe you'll find that quiet life, even in the midst of noise. I shot that video, the motorcycle went by. What you didn't see prior to that is I had a kid homesick that day, trying to juggle some things. My kid loves this YouTube channel. These Australian kids are on it. And it's so loud. I said, hey, I need you to turn this down. I'm going to go out here and shoot a video. I didn't want a bunch of Australian kids yelling at you guys. You didn't hear the sump pump running every once in a while. You didn't hear the guys next door yelling and fighting with each other and slamming doors. You didn't hear all that, but you did hear the motorcycle. Uh, you do hear airplanes, you hear school buses. We live, our family, amongst people. But you can still pursue that quiet life. I really believe that. And I thought about that this morning. And again, no matter where you live, you live in a city, you live in the country, you have a work environment that's chaos, you uh, drive a school bus with loud kids, you're, you're, you work in an airport with people busing, I still believe you can quiet your soul in the midst of chaos. I was thinking about Psalm chapter 23, one that we typically read when someone passes away, but I think that's unfortunate. Psalm 23, verse 4, Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It doesn't appear to be very comfortable, does it? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You walk in, in the midst of any enemies right now? Anybody that doesn't, not a big fan of you, doesn't like you, doesn't agree with you? You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Can you pursue a quiet life in the midst of chaos? In the midst of a culture who's constantly clamoring about something. I believe you can. Can you pursue a quiet life in, in the boardroom where everyone's you know, talking about downsizing or staff cuts or payroll issues? In the midst of turmoil, can you do it in the midst of all the, the noise of everybody's divided, everybody's paranoid, everyone hates everybody, everyone is... Can you do that? I think you can. And I'm not talking about putting your head in the sand, hoping it all goes away. We talk a lot within the pursuit of manliness that there's something about being a man of presence, a person of presence, that your presence adds value. Being a person of presence doesn't mean when I walk in, I say, you guys are blessed that I showed up. What it means is there's a quiet confidence that I can take out garbage, I can do the dishes. I can hold the door, I can hold the tools, I can do what, whatever needs to be done to the best of my ability. I'm willing to be an active participant. Being a man of presence means that I know I have value, I know I bring God's presence with me, I know I don't have to get the approval of man to get my, uh, my self-esteem. There's a lot to be said about that, isn't there? There's a lot to be said about a guy who has self-awareness. There's a lot to be said about a man 
who can build people up instead of tearing them down. There's a lot to be said about an individual who will give more than they take. We need more of those guys. So as we aspire to live a quiet life, that doesn't mean we build a hut and hide in it. I do believe there's times that you got to reset your mind. I do believe there's times you need a change of perspective. You know, we talked before about counting some stars. I do believe those things need to happen. But listen, if all the Christian men go and hide, what do we? What happens? I've shared before. John Gronsky on the podcast, and I believe in his book, said, "Leaders do not get paid to make the inevitable happen." What is the inevitable? If all the Christian men go buy farms and live on them and hide away from the rest of culture, what is the inevitable? Well, everything unravels. Truth is subject to whatever you want to be. Life doesn't mean anything no more. Uh, Sin, evil, paranoia, wickedness. All that stuff becomes more rampant than it is now. We need men to be within HOAs, unfortunately. We need men to be in boardrooms. We need men in in politics. We need men uh, at our Little League fields. We need men uh, in the marketplace. We need men who have the presence of God in their life. We need them. We need them in our churches. We need men who will receive truth, hold fast to it, and then share it. We need men who say, it matters what we do. It matters where we are. And it matters who we come in contact with. And I think when you do that, even in the midst of all the noise and chaos and wherever you live, wherever you work, whatever your relationship status, even in the midst of drama in your life or whatever's going on, when we pursue that quiet life within our soul, I just believe others are going to take notice. Amen? Hey, think about that. Read that. Psalm chapter 23, Galatians 1.10. I'll talk to you in a little bit. Thank you for listening to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast. If you would, make sure to visit iTunes and leave a five-star review to let others know what you think of this show. When you get a chance, make sure to visit thepursuitofmanliness.com to see what is available in the gear store, find more information out about Tribe, and much more. Thanks for listening, and let's keep pursuing biblical manliness. Manliness.